It's a great week in Jewish time. Anyone know why? There's two, two great things. Yeah? We can eat bread again. We're back on that. Counting the Omer, eating bread, things are good in that department, yeah? Anyone know what two great things are this week? One was Wednesday, yeah? Yes, Yom Ha'atzmaut, Israeli Independence Day, and Parshat Kedoshim, this week's Torah portion. Kedoshim, it's one of the best. It means holiness, that portion, Kedoshim, holiness. And as a young adult Jew, looking back over Jewish history, and peering forward to our Jewish future, I'm asking the question, how do we take seriously the mitzvah, the commandment that we find in this Torah portion, Kedoshim, to you, you shall be holy in the context of our Ahavat Yisrael, of our love for Israel. Two stories from when I was 18, living in Israel on the Eisendrath International Exchange, also known as EIE. Are there any alumni in the room? Good, one. Good, anyone else? Well, you should have gone. You should, and you should send your kids. <laughs> the first is a love story. I fell in love with Israel. I also fell in love with a guy named Meir, but that's another story. <laughs> Most of all, I was enamored with the experience of just being a Jew in a Jewish place. Wandering beautiful streets, sitting in a cafe in the evening, and profoundly feeling like I was part of something much bigger than myself. I felt like I was watching the Jewish story unfold around me in live action. Israel was sleeping under the stars on the sands of the Negev during a camping trip, and then watching the sun rise with splendor and glory. And that was holiness distilled into a moment. I found my breath and my heart there in new ways, and I was grateful. Kedoshim Tehu, you shall be holy. It seemed this was invoked all around me. The second story is also a love story, but not a fairy tale romance. A month or so into this semester, I had the pleasure of getting to know Rabbi David Foreman, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, may the memory of the righteous be for a blessing, one of the founders of the organization Rabbis for Human Rights. I had already a strong interest in social justice. And so when Rabbi Foreman called up his buddy Asherman and told him to take this 18-year-old kid from Minnesota to volunteer with him, I was ready to go. The very next day, we boarded one of those Mercedes vans that are so popular in Israel, and for the first time, I made my way to an Arab neighborhood of East Jerusalem. We were headed to a Bedouin community to teach English to kids. This was not the Israel of cafes or beautiful streets or beautiful Jews. This Bedouin community relocated by the Israeli government, was living what appeared to be abject poverty, near what appeared to be a garbage dump, just 15 minutes from the beautiful campus where I slept in West Jerusalem. Without getting into the politics and policies of Israel, the story goes something like this. Every day for the rest of the semester, I left one Israel for another. And my story my relationship with Israel got more complicated. 
I woke up in one Jerusalem and spent the afternoon in another. Kedoshim Tehiyu, you shall be holy. This week's parsha actually says all the things we want Torah to say. Treat everyone well. Don't discriminate between rich and poor. Don't defraud your fellow. Pay your workers and do it on time. Build a good and just society. This Torah portion found at the center of our Torah, the very heart, halfway through our year's journey, presents a vision for a holy community. Take good care of each other, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Blessed Holy One seems to say. That is the ikar, the essence of our tradition. And is that not what those Zionist dreamers also had in mind? as they imagined what life might be like outside the grip of European anti-Semitism. Im tirtsu enzo agada, if you will it, it is not just a legend. Together we can imagine a different future for our people and build it into reality. Kedoshim tehiyu, you shall be holy. Yes, a bold vision, radical even, if one considers the vast pain and suffering that makes up human history. I share my personal Israel story because I think it highlights what is true for many of us. In my relationship with Israel, I still travel back and forth between two Jerusalems. That gorgeous Jerusalem where I am a young and free Jew on the streets, manifesting the dream of our people, to be a free people in our land. And that Jerusalem that is not yet the picture of a holy society. A Jerusalem where LGBT people live with dignity and freedom, and a Jerusalem where a pride parade was met with fanatical violence. A Jerusalem of higher learning, cutting-edge Jewish thought, and 21st century innovation, and a Jerusalem of pain and conflict, terrorism, suffering, and violence. A Jerusalem where I became friends with the Palestinian barista at the coffee shop, and the Jerusalem where I was afraid to get on a bus. What do we do with this complexity? It turns out that this Torah portion that I have been extolling contains within it a verse that is very challenging. Leviticus 20.13, towards the end of the portion, declares, If a man lies with a male as one lies with a woman, the two of them have done an abhorrent thing. They shall be put to death. What's important to me about this verse is not the Jewish conversation about homosexuality. I've pretty much settled that for myself. <laughs> Rather, I find in this verse a sacred challenge. Can you still love me? I imagine the Torah asking. Can you still love me with this blemish? Can you still cradle me as you lift me from the ark and sing out with the congregation, Ki mitzion te Torah? And as you return me to rest until the next Shabbat, can you channel my vision of a beautiful world of love, peace, and harmony as we sing out that God might return us, O God, and we will return, renew our days as of old. Can you hold on to this truth, asks Torah, despite my complexity? It occurs to me that our beloved state of Israel and the book of Kiddoshim have much in common. Israel is in so many ways, in most ways, a beautiful and holy place. 
In so many ways, Israel represents the aspirations of our people to do just as this Torah portion compels us to do, to build a society based on the very best of our values, with rights for the poor and vulnerable, and with a fair and responsive justice system. A society that respects elders and newcomers and remembers, as Leviticus compels us to do, that we were strangers in the land of Egypt. And yet this portion also contains this challenging verse, condemning to death men who would love each other. A verse that many of us wish were not there. And it would be easy, much easier in fact, to just walk away. It would be easier to just walk away and to say, I forget the whole Torah. I can't handle it. I can't love that. I can't love you because of that verse. But instead, we cling to it. We hold tight to Torah anyways. We embrace it with its complexity. And so we do with Israel. Despite the hard stuff, despite where it's painful, despite where Israel does not live up to the Jewish values we know and love, we still cling to it. And I ask all of us to do that just like we do with Torah, to cling to, to, cling to Israel, to love Israel, to love Israel in its complexity, in its confusion, in its hardest places, to hold on to a bold dream that our people have, to believe and to work for the possibility of im tirtzu, enzo agada, if we will it, we can build the Israel of the future, the Israel of our dreams, the Israel of peace and justice. Kedoshim tehiyu. You shall be holy. Shabbat shalom.